0: need for us to have a need for him for that which is perfect don't need no help you understand what I'm saying so what that means to us that we are not perfect like people say we are but we are perfected people because those who are perfect don't need Jesus I I don't know about you you know even though I'm a pastor I still need Jesus I, I don't I don't know about you you know I, I might have been ordained a bishop, but look, can I say to you, it's 2010 and I still need Jesus. Uh, can, can I say to you, 1998 comes back sometime and hunts me. Can, can, can I say to you, 1987 sometimes comes up and gets me by surprise. And I'm so glad that there is something called the blood of Jesus that's got me covered because if I wasn't covered by the blood, I probably would not be here can I just tell you that if you were not covered by the blood and he had already prayed that when your past and come back up with you before you got to this day you just might not have been here so let's see what happened to Peter how brother Peter kept his word to prison and to death so by the time we get into this same chapter Around the 54th verse, Uh, we're going to do some reading again. We're going to read verse 54 through 6. I want you to follow with me. Then we're going to come on to our conclusion, and we're going to go home. Look at him. You got your Bible? You looking? All right. Look what it says, verse 54. Then took they him, talking about Jesus, and led him and brought him to the high priest's house. And Peter, somebody say in Peter, and Peter, Peter. Peter. huh? Somebody, listen at this. In Ebony, somebody say Ebony. And, <laughs> Ebony. and Anthony, somebody say Anthony. Huh? In Evet, somebody say Evet. In Fred, somebody say Fred. Followed. After. That we're Hope you enjoy our pastor's message. I'm Brother Michael Williams. Thank you for listening. We pray you were enlightened spiritually by our radio broadcast. If you would like a copy of our service or support us by donation, write us at Bethany Ministry Center, P.O. Box 6764, Alexandria, Louisiana 71307, or call us at 318 561. 0064 and leave a message. Join us next Saturday at twelve fifteen p.m. <laughs> KAYT K- 88.1 FM. 70,000 watts of gospel power. power. Beaming on the blue mountains of Mississippi and the flat plains of West Texas and the beaches and bayous of Louisiana. KAYT 88.1 FM.
1: with Greg Tejada, pastor of the Word Christian Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. I invite you to stay tuned as I share a powerful message from God's Word that will change your life. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And now, here's today's message. Looking diligently at your root system. Looking diligently. Everybody say, looking diligently. Diligently. At your root system. system. Every person has a root system. Okay, let's look at Jeremiah chapter 1. Look at verse number 9, Jeremiah 1, 9. It says, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Where did he put his words? In his mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Now, I think this is a process here, rooting out, mm-hmm. pulling down, destroying and throwing down, building and planning. Mm-hmm. Amen. So I think that there's times that we need to examine our heart to see if we have any unwholesome roots growing in us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because mm-hmm. we're all supposed to have a good root system. The Bible says that if the tree brings forth good fruit, then it's got good roots. Amen. Amen. A good tree can't bring forth bad fruit. And the type of fruit that you have is determined by the root system that you have. And the root system comes from seeds. So we're going to take a look tonight at some root systems that everybody's got root systems in them. But we're going to look at a couple that we shouldn't have and then the type of root system we should have. And we're going to talk to you about how eradicate a bad root system. First of all, let me define what a root is in a biblical sense. When we talk about a root, we're talking about the basic cause source or origin of something. The root of something, the cause, the source, the origin. It's the beginning of something, a root system. We know that in the natural a root is a part of a plant that grows underground and holds the plant in place conveys water and nourishment to the rest of the plant via the numerous branches and fibers that exist. And so roots come from seeds. The word rooted means if you say something is rooted, that means that it's established, it's firmly fixed. Other words or synonyms of the word rooted are entrenched, ingrained, embedded, or fixed. So A tree is only as strong as its root system. Uh, Look at 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. All of us are familiar with this particular scripture. Look at verse number 10. It says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith, and pierce themselves through with many sorrows but thou o man of god flee these things and follow after righteousness godliness faith love patience meekness fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life where you are called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses I want you to go back and look at verse number nine, but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition for the love of money, the love of money, the appetite for money, the overwhelming appetite for material things is the root. It means that it is the source. It's the origin It is the cause of all evil and the scripture says which some have coveted after in other words when you have a greedy desire for material things that is beyond the normal desire that a man should have a man should desire to have enough to feed his family to take care of his family should have enough to be a blessing like God wants him to be God wants you to be a conduit of his blessing. God want to pour blessing through you. But when your pursuit is nothing but money and your motive for having more money is to consume it upon your own lust, then you have a bad root. There's nothing wrong with you desiring to have a good job so you can take care of your family, prepare for a good future and things like that. But it shouldn't be totally for a selfish thing that I'm just gonna take care of me I'm gonna get mine you get yours and you just begin to hard you're not a blessing at all yeah. the Bible says that the love of money is a root and so we have to always make sure that we don't have uh, I'm gonna say um, the wrong kind of desire for material things and God wants you to be blessed in fact Jesus became poor for us so that we through his poverty might be made rich so he's not opposed to you having abundance but you have to have abundance with the right attitude You have to possess abundance with the right heart. Amen. Because a lot of people just want a lot of things just so they can have more stuff. You know, they ain't thinking about the kingdom. They're not thinking about helping anybody else, you know, and that type of wealth makes people very prideful. It really blows their head up to where they think they're better than somebody else or that, you know, they are untouchable because they have a lot of money. So the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Now, let me read that out of the Amplified Bible. It says, for the love of money is a root of all evils. It is through this craving that some have been led astray and have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves through with many acute mental pangs. So you can see that nothing good happens from that. You know, you think you're getting a lot of stuff, but all you're doing is setting yourself up for a lot of hurt and pain. For the love of money. Uh, Verse 9, for those who crave to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish, useless, godless, and hurtful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction and miserable perishing. So, you see, just having a lot of money is just not the answer. You know, if you have all of that without God, then you just got a lot of problems on your hand. And that's why you see people that have a lot of money that's still not happy. And they'll pierce through it. They have many sorrows in their life because they have not appropriated the blessing of the Lord, right? And many of them don't even give God the glory for what they have. They think they got it in their own strength. Amen. And it's a painful thing for them. We need to make sure that we don't have this root working in us. You know, you can be poor and be craving to be rich. You know, this ain't something that affects just rich people. You cannot have a dime and have an unholy desire for money in the wrong way and be broke. And when you get it like that, then you'll do anything for money. Right? When you love money so much and material things, the way you'll step on anybody, right. do whatever you got to do to get more of it. You can see that it actually brings a lot of hurt and pain to even people that are around you. When you have that type of attitude toward money that you got to have it and you don't care who you hurt to get it. Well, that's not that's not godly at all. The scripture says one way that you protect yourself from the love of money is that you begin to follow. Look at verse number 11. But thou, man of God, flee these things. He said, flee the love of money. You got to run from it. Run from it. Flee these things and follow after righteousness. That's always doing things the right way. Godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Amen. Fight the good fight of faith. So he said, you, you got to fight the good fight of faith to keep yourself in a good way. But you got to always be checking your motive for why you want more. Amen. You can want more for the wrong reason. So you got to always want to have more so you can be a greater blessing to God and that so he can be glorified in your life. Now, let's look at another root. Let's look at the root of bitterness. I'm going to spend a little time on this one. Hebrews chapter 12. Look at Hebrews 12. Now, it's very difficult to hide the root of the love for money because it always manifests on the outside. You can look at people and tell when they just have that spirit on, they just want want stuff. They can't hide it because they're in the pursuit of natural things. You can't hide it. But this root right here, you can hide it. The root of bitterness, you can cover it up, you can camouflage it, it can be hidden for many years. And if it's not dealt with, then it's going to bring forth fruit one day that's not going to be nice. Now, let me give you an illustration of what I'm talking about, how root systems, most of them grow underground in the unseen. You can't see what's going on under the ground. All you see is the manifestation on top of the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a tree in my yard years ago that the tree, when I first planted it, did real good for a year or two. And then all of a sudden the tree just stopped growing. I mean, it was just, I mean, every every spring just bud out. Beautiful tree. And it did that for about two years. And in the third year, it just didn't grow. Very few leaves came on it. So I, I got a soaker holes and put around it. You know, I drill holes in the ground and put fertilizer seed down in the ground. You know, I fertilize it. I even went to the agriculture department took them a soil sample for them to test my ground to see if I had some minerals that for that type of tree that wasn't growing. They looked at the soil samples, run the soil samples for me and say, well, you, you need a little bit more this or that. And he said, now go buy this fertilizer. and they gave me some number, I don't know, 21, 21, 30, or something like that. Don't remember what it was. But they say, just put that around, it ought to be all right. So I did all that. Next year, still didn't grow. So finally I made a decision, this tree needed to come up. I went to dig it up one day. And to my surprise, when I dug around the tree and and pulled it out, it was just like the day I bought it. I had bought the tree at a nursery down in Forest Hill, and, and they had put a wire around it to hold all the dirt in, and had wrapped it in burlap. So when I pulled it out, the burlap was still there. And the wire was there. The wire was still all around this root. So it was root bound. The roots couldn't grow because the wires, I probably should have cut the wires loose before I put it in the ground so that the roots could span out and go. And so they grew as far as they could grow. And then the tree got stunted because the root system could not escape the wires that was around it. And I say, well, look at that. This been under the ground all of this time. I didn't realize that this tree was sick from day one, that it was doomed to failure. The guy told me, he said, you can just put it in the ground just like that. He said, that wire is going to rust away and it's not going to be a problem. He said, you just put it in the ground just like it is. But that wire didn't rust, it didn't rust away. It was just like the day I put it in the ground. And I said, the poor tree. You know, starving, wanting to grow, but growth stunted. You see, that's what happened when you have the wrong root system, is that for a while you can camouflage it because you'll look okay and everything will be all right, but you're going to hit a point, you'll hit a point where the growth is not going to be there and then it's going to manifest that something is wrong. And so bitterness is like that. And let's look at this scripture right here. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 and 15. It says, well, let's go back up to verse 13. It says, make straight paths for your feet. Lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Now notice here. He's talking about your relationships with other people. He tells you to pursue peace, follow peace, go after peace, do everything you can to maintain peaceful relationships among one another. And he's going to tell you why you need to do that. Why do you need to make sure that you don't let bitterness into your heart? Why you need to keep peace as the umpire of your heart? Because if you don't, you're going to allow some seeds to get inside of you that's going to grow. They may go undetected for a long, long time. And then all of a sudden, when it's time for them to bring forth fruit, then you have an explosion. People just blow up, and you say, I don't know what happened to them. Why they blow up like that? Well, I'm going to tell you they had a bad root system. Why they just blow up like that? I mean, five years I knew this person, and they was okay. And then all of a sudden, one day, they just blew up. What happened? Well, did it just happen then? No, they had some seeds in them that they didn't take care of. They didn't uproot some things, and they allowed that seed of bitterness to grow in them. And I'm going to tell you, you let a seed grow in you, and you keep watering it. You keep supplying water and nourishment to it. That means you keep repeating it. You keep going over and over again. You keep nursing it. You keep telling everybody about it. That's supplying fertilizer for it. That's giving water to it. And one day, it's going to pop out with some fruit. And I'm going to show you what the fruit is, that you'll be able to identify the fruit. You'll be able to see what the results are. So listen at this next verse. It says, looking diligently, looking diligently. That means don't glance. Some people glance at their heart. Well, I don't see nothing. Took them about three seconds. <laughs> you got any business in? No, Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. no, ain't got a bit. Nope. How long did you look? Well, about two seconds. I ain't got none of that in me. How long did you look? What did he say? He said, look and how? Yeah. That means that with careful opposition, that means you, you unturn every rock, you look in every crevice, you search your heart with the help of the Holy Spirit, because no man knows the heart. The Bible says the heart deceitfully wicked, who can know it? You can't even know your own heart, so you have to have the Holy Spirit shine a light down in your spirit and say, no, Lord, if there's something in me not like you, let me know about it. And sometimes people know they got things in them that's wrong, but they won't let the Lord deal with it. They keep covering it up. They know I know I ain't right, but I ain't ready for deliverance. I'm embarrassed. I ain't I ain't exposing this. Because I'm shame about it. I'm gonna tell you, you don't need to be ashamed because I'm gonna tell you the shame is waiting. You think you shame now. You better deal with it while you have while you have God's grace. So that Satan don't get a hold of you. He said, Looking diligently, lest any man, lest any man, any man, this could happen to anybody. Yes. Yes. Looking diligently, lest any man fall or fail of the grace of God. That means fall from God's grace. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, bring trouble in your life. And thereby many be defiled. Notice he went from, from any man to many. Because when this thing is allowed to manifest, it don't just affect the person that's got it. It defiles people that's in relationship. You know, you can be poisoned with somebody else's discontent. You look at the word bitterness and another definition of it is poison. It is a poison. It's a poisonous substance, a gall, a gall of bitterness. It's how Acts talks about it in Acts chapter 8 when it talked about Simon. It said, I perceive you're in the gall of bitterness. You know how sometimes you see people casting the devil out of somebody and they'll throw up green stuff? Yeah. I'll tell you what it is. It's bitterness that came up. Because your liver produces a greenish, brownish liquid that goes into the gallbladders. It's kind of greenish looking, right? Yeah. All right, that's what they call gall. Yeah. Right. And that's what the word gall means. It means green. Mm-hmm. Amen. You see people throwing up, they threw up green stuff. I'll tell you what it was. It was that root of building coming out of them. Okay. Stuff just manifests in the natural. Amen. He said, Thereby many be defiled. So not just the person who carrying it. But even all the people that they're in relationship with can be infected or be contaminated with somebody else's bitterness. You ever had a friend get mad at somebody and come tell you, and now you're mad at them? How many of y'all had that happen? Now you want to tell them (laughs) off? Well, you know, that's how it happened. You know, somebody else get mad at somebody and they tell you, let me tell you what they did to me, and now you mad at them. Now you ain't even speaking to them. They ain't did nothing to you. Well, if you did it to my friend, you just well did it to me. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you bet you can't take on everybody's offense. And that's how people get in trouble. And then that seed began to work in them. And before you know it, you just got a big mess. Look at what it says here. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Now let me read this out of the Amplified Bible. It says, strive to live in peace with everybody, and pursue the consecration and holiness without which no man will ever see the Lord. Now, this is the scripture that says you ain't going to even see him if you don't live right. <laughs> Exercise foresight. Listen to this. Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another to see that no one falls back. <laughs> from and fails to secure God's grace, his unmerited favor and spiritual blessing, in order that no root of resentment, rancor, bitterness, or hatred shoots forth and causes trouble and bitter torment, and the many become contaminated and defiled by it. He said not only, the amplifier said not only watch for yourself, but watch out for your brothers and sisters that when you see them moving into bitterness, you better say something to them because they're going to fall from grace if you, don't, if you don't help them recover themselves out of that. In fact, this whole chapter here is talking about that when the Lord chastens you, don't be weary of his correction. This whole chapter is about how to receive correction." And really how to reach out and help correct one another when we see them slipping off that slippery slope of bitterness. So some people will see, oh, they got a bitter spirit. And you just stay in fellowship and don't ever say nothing. Just let them go down that slippery slope. I remember years ago, I saw this thing take root in a guy who was a minister, who was a very powerful man of God. And there was another man of God that used to come minister in that particular church body. And the one that was over that church body got jealous and bitter toward the other guy because the other guy had bigger crowds when he came. (laughs) And I heard him say some things. See, this is how it manifests. You begin to talk. He began to say some things about this other minister in a slight. I mean, it's very, very, very subtle, very, very subtle way. He began to slight him and talk about him. And I was just a, a, you know, a new Christian. And I said, wow, that that's bitterness. That's bitterness. But I was just a baby. I wasn't about to correct him. You know, I was a baby myself who probably need a whole bunch of correction <laughs> and I didn't have the understanding that I have today, you know, so I didn't say anything, but I say brother so-and-so, Ooh, they got a bad, they are bitter toward him. And that was a seed. You see that when that seed is in you, you know, a root system, it don't have just one branch. When the seed germinate, When that tree trunk come up, there are many branches. So on that branch of bitterness, you can have a lot of stuff. You can have people get off into sexual sin because they got bitter at somebody. You take a husband and wife, get mad at one another and say, I'll get him back and go out there and sleep with somebody else. Commit adultery. Because they got mad at somebody. Well, you did it to me, I'm going to do it back to you. All kind of bad stuff can manifest. Them different branches begin to bring forth different kinds of fruit in people's life, depending on what kind of doors they open up to Satan. So I saw it, and then I had to tell you the rest of it. So it wasn't long until that particular minister started doing all kinds of other stuff. Where at one time he was living holy and righteously, and then all of a sudden he started, he started fornicating. And then other spirits begin to work. And before you know it, the ministry that this guy was over had just come to nothing. And he defiled many. Some people that were defiled by the bitterness that he had inside and the manifestation of it, some of them never have recovered in 30 years. Some people never get back. They get hurt, see that's how, that's how bitter, that's the seed. They get hurt by a minister, they get hurt by a church, they get hurt by a friend, and they never deal with that properly, and they let that seed get in them, and then they just, they go away from God. Now, this is what Adrian Rogers said about the root of bitterness. He said, bitterness blows out the candle of joy. And leaves the soul in darkness. The seed of bitterness is a hurt that is planted in someone. It may be intentional or unintentional. Someone does not mean to hurt you. But you were hurt. Sometimes the hurt is only imagined. That's the worst kind of hurt. When it's an imagined hurt. No one has hurt you. But somehow you feel that someone has done something wrong to you. There are also times when the hurt may be the very chastisement of God upon your life. When you look at the context, he's talking about God chastising you. Sometime when God want to correct, how many know sometimes people get mad because God want to chastise them? <laughs> yeah. okay.